Hola, bienvenidos al Spanish Grammar Review. I'm Molly Martin, and this podcast comes to you from DocMolly.com, where you'll find interactive audio lessons that teach practical Spanish for healthcare and elsewhere. Listos? Empecemos! In the next three premium audio lessons, we are going to master the use of the prepositions por and para through multiple interactive examples. In reviewing for these audio lessons, I used a few grammar books that I recommend and that I will cite in the show notes. They are A New Reference Grammar of Modern Spanish, Practice Makes Perfect, Pronouns and Prepositions, and Demystifying Spanish Grammar. Okay, let's get started. Both por and para are often translated to mean for, but as we'll discover as we practice many examples, they differ quite a bit in their meaning and use. In this audio lesson, we are going to focus on the uses of para. In her book, Practice Makes Perfect, Spanish Pronouns and Prepositions, Dorothy Richmond compared para to an arrow that points to the destination or objective that follows. Visualizing para as an arrow may help as we go through the different uses of para. Para is used to point to a destination. This destination can be a geographical location, it can describe where something belongs, or the recipient of an action or item. The destination can also be your objective, your purpose for doing something, or the purpose of an item. It can be a destination in time, a deadline. First, let's use para to point to a geographical destination. Let's say you're on your way to school and someone asks you, where are you going? Using para, answer, I'm going to school. Voy para la escuela. How would you interpret? I'm leaving for Mexico tomorrow. Me voy para México mañana. Or, salgo para México mañana. Now this destination may also be where something belongs or goes. How would you interpret? This paint is for your bedroom. Esta pintura es para tu dormitorio. How about, is this the charger, cargador, for your cell phone? Es este el cargador para tu celular? Now let's practice using para to point to the recipient of an action or item. Interpret, I bought this gift for my mom. Compré este regalo para mi mamá. Interpret, José Ramón works for that company, compañía. 
José Ramón trabaja para esa compañía. So when we say trabajar para algo or alguien, what follows para is the recipient of your work. It may be someone you work under or the company that benefits from the work. Interpret, this movie is not for children. Esta película no es para niños. So in this case, we're describing the recipient of the movie who will be watching it. Try that one again. This movie is not for children. Esta película no es para niños. To express the recipient of an advantage or disadvantage, we use para. For example, interpret, Lucy is good for him. Lucy es buena para él. Smoking is bad for your health. Fumar es malo para la salud. We use para to point to an objective or purpose. First, let's use para to explain what something is used for, its purpose. How would you interpret, this medication is for your cough? Este medicamento es para la tos. This tool is for removing nails. Clavos. Esta herramienta es para sacar clavos. When we use para to point to an objective of an action, para means in order to, in order to achieve this result. Interpret. She works hard in order to make a living. Ella trabaja duro para ganarse la vida. Interpret, I learned Chinese so that I could speak with my parents-in-law. Aprendí chino para poder hablar con mis suegros. Interpret, she's studying to be a doctor, médico. Ella estudia para médico. Now you could also include ser in here and say ella estudia para ser médico. But I think it's more common just to follow para with the profession one is studying for. Finally, you could also use médica here. Now let's move on to using para with regards to time. Although por is usually used before periods or duration of time, we can use para when we want to express 
a period of time for which something will be needed. In this case, you can think of it as expressing the purpose of something. For example, using para, interpret, we would like a room for three days. Quisiéramos una habitación para tres días. Using quedar, how would you interpret? We have water left for two days. Nos queda agua para dos días. Try that one again. We have water left for two days. Nos queda agua para dos días. How about, I have plans for the weekend. Tengo planes para el fin de semana. So when we use para before a duration of time, we are expressing how long something will be used or needed. So think of it as expressing a purpose. And therefore, we can use para. This is in contrast to when we use por to express duration or how long something lasts. We'll practice this in the next audio lesson. Now let's practice using para to point to a destination in time, a deadline. Interpret, I have to finish my homework by Monday. Tengo que terminar mi tarea para el lunes. We need it by tomorrow. Lo necesitamos para mañana. Interpret, I hope to be in shape by then. Espero estar en forma para entonces. One more time. I hope to be in shape by then. Espero estar en forma para entonces. Now these last two categories kind of stand alone. They do not point to a destination or objective. First, Let's practice using para when making a comparison to a standard. For example, use para to interpret Pablo is short for his age. Pablo es bajo para su edad. Using estar, interpret, it's not bad for a beginner. No está mal para un principiante. Try that one again. Not bad for a beginner. No está mal para un principiante. Interpret, it's cold for July. Hace frío para Julio. 
Now in this last category, let's practice using para to express opinion or perspective. Interpret, in my opinion, this dessert is too sweet. Para mí, este postre es demasiado dulce. Interpret, that class is too late for Miguel. He goes to bed at nine. Esta clase es demasiado tarde para Miguel. Se va a la cama a las nueve. For me, the first option is easier. Para mí, la primera opción es más fácil. Using the verb valer, interpret, it's not worth it to them. No vale la pena para ellos. Bien hecho. And that completes our review of when to use para. In summary, in this audio lesson, we practiced using para to point to a destination. That destination may be a geographical location. It may be where something goes or belongs or the recipient of an action or item. The destination may also be our final goal, purpose, or objective. When we use para before a period of time, it's to express the period of time for which something is needed. In this case, it's like expressing a purpose. We also use para to point to a destination in time, a deadline. Finally, we practice using para when comparing something to a standard and when expressing opinion or perspective. In the next premium audio lesson, we'll practice using por. And finally, we'll wrap things up by reviewing the differences between them and how to choose between por versus para. Hasta la próxima! This is a production of DocMolly.com, where you will find interactive audio lessons that teach Spanish for healthcare and elsewhere.